We're back, bitches. We are <laughs> fucking back. I'm older and wiser. And yeah, Eddie, I'm, I think, hit 40 or something like that. Yo, I'm 46. How old are you? I just turned 31, bro. Do you feel wiser? Yes, because I didn't break my shoulder snowboarding this time. So He did learn his lesson. I did learn my lesson. I kept it under 30 miles an hour. So, How do you dictate how fast you're going? Like, do you have like something on your wrist that tells you how fast you're snowboarding? No, no, you just you feel it. Like, so like, like, okay, I'll try to gauge snowboarding kind of like, I mean, it's hard to like, I guess surfing or like skateboarding, but in those, I feel like you really can't get going that quick unless you're going down a hill right. on a skateboard. And at that point, you've, you've already made your fucking decision. You are going. Right, you speed. can't really bail out. Exactly. Well, Other you can, but it's going to hurt. Right. Um, snowboarding, for for me anyways, it's less about the, the straight line speed. Like, if you want to do that, do skiing. Skiing is a lot more about just speed and control and, and that sort of thing. Snowboarding, for me, is more of like a therapeutic thing. Mm-hmm. I get on the board, I just put on some great music, and I just go down the mountain and try not to die would you say listening to music is very dangerous mm-hmm. on the mountain no because i can't hear shit anyways <laughs> i know but shouldn't you be like looking at your surroundings or or, or hearing your surroundings i mean i'm paying like, attention someone, i mean my, someone, my bit- like a skier comes and like fucking knocks you out from behind and that's their yeah. fault okay okay I'm not, I'm, I don't care about the people behind me. I care about the people in front. And okay. if I'm not paying attention up front, then I've, then I really need to go back and learn how to fucking, you know, learn some mountain etiquette because <laughs> the rule of thumb, etiquette? yeah, the rule of thumb is like, you need to pay attention to the people in front. The mm-hmm. people behind should know what they're doing and should stay out of your way. Unless it's like, you know, an accident or, you know, shit happens, but. Right. The mountain that I was at this past weekend, which is Killington in Vermont, has really large runs, meaning very wide, like 60, 70 feet wide. So you've got plenty of room to pass somebody if need be. Mm-hmm. And like the fact of the matter is if someone is right on you, then, you know, unless it's like a friend, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They really shouldn't be there. But yeah, I love snowboarding. Corey got me back into it after a very long hiatus. And definitely think it's one of those things that keeps me motivated through the winter because, you know, you can't do car shit. I mean, you can only go kart so many times before you go broke and play so many video games, even though I love it. Uh, So, yeah, I love I love just, you know, going on the mountain, listening to good music. You know, Corey and I basically stick together. She's actually much better than I am. She has a much better balance than I do. So I basically follow her. So yeah, it's good. Had a really good time. If I have to say one thing, it's since my accident, I've definitely slowed down. But get back to your point. I think now that's like in the back of my head. So yeah, if you're asking how I know when it's too fast, is when I start thinking about, oh, you know what? Maybe this is a little <laughs> much. Yeah, just let's slow down. Yeah, before I used to just not have that and just go. So and, uh, we're going to revolve that around cars, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you think about if you were to get in an accident or crash on the racetrack, do you think that would hinder your ability to go fast? 
Because I see people always like, oh, you should get back on the horse, go again. At the end of the day, I know you're going to be thinking about it. Not you, but like someone. I think I think it all depends on, A, your mental ability to learn from it and also mm-hmm. in some ways mentally block it out and, right. and just respect the, the track because we're all human. We're not yeah. invincible. And then the other thing I will say, I'm not, you know, trying to take this the wrong way, but a lot of it also has to do with how much you've put into it and how valuable it is to you, right? Because right. if it's a car that was only designed for the racetrack and you're not driving it on the street, you're not taking it to work and you hit the wall, well, you just get out of it and you're just like, well, all right, I'll just fix it up and get ready for the next year. But if it's your one and only car or it's a car that you care about, it's going to be a lot harder on you, right? Because you care about it. You have a lot of money invested into it. And that's not to say that, you know, I'm telling you to be more careful. I mean, you should always be careful, right? Right. But I will say you should think about that every time you get on a track. If you have to drive the car back from the track, like I've said, you should always remember that before you go out and do a fucking bonsai run on the track. Right, right, right. (laughs) So that also has a lot to play into it. But I think something that I learned from this snowboarding incident is you do have to just get back out there. Yeah. The like the first time when I got back, you know, on the mountain the first time, it was scary. I'm not gonna lie. I was really nervous. I was afraid that I had lost part of me that mm-hmm. that was able to snowboard. So I was afraid I was just gonna get up there and not know what I'm doing. And then have to somehow get down the mountain. Right. But I'd say really quickly, I, you know, it was like muscle memory. I just got right back to it. And having a good support team really helped. Corey was really helpful in that and and helped motivate me and keep me positive. And, And also preparing, you know, like, hey, you know what? Don't do it again. How can we not have this happen again? Right. If you, if you are, you know, trying to learn from your mistakes. Like for me, I did a lot of reading and mental preparation for it before getting back on the snowboard. I mean, this winter has been a total just fail in terms of snow. So I didn't really get out there until a couple of weeks ago. Right. Which was a fucking bummer. But yeah, I mean, I think it can go the same with a race car. I think if you, you know, I hope if it's like a serious accident, like you're actually injured, it, it's tough. It's a tough mental game to get back. Uh, like for me, the whole shoulder thing, the motivation was getting in the race car, not missing Watkins Glen. And <laughs> you have to set your sights on something because like you can easily get, you can easily lose motivation and fall into a, you know, a dark hole if you're, if you don't have something to look forward to because it's tough. It's tough when you, you know, sitting on the side, not being able to do very much because of a mistake that you made. And that's always going to be in your head. So yeah, my advice for anyone who's going through something like that is to not forget about it because you should always remember what happened. But I think you need to remember that a, we're all human. We fuck it. We fuck up. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm chief fuck up around this neck of the woods. So and then the other thing is, is just like, you know, you can always strive to be better. And I think there's always ways to learn from whatever happened. And 
it's scary, but you just got to push through it and, and get back to where you once were. And you can always get back to where you were. And if anything, you'll be better this time around because you've learned from those mistakes that happened previously. So, Boom. That's a quote. There you go. By, by Eddie Siegel. Yep. So we missed in that two-week span. I guess we should, should address why we were gone for two weeks. So last week, uh, it was Eddie's birthday, so birthday. we didn't record. Uh, I went snowboarding. Before, yeah, yeah, he went snowboarding. And then the week before that, we were on the Racing Home podcast, where we did Jeopardy, and we beat their ass, and they cheated. I, so, all right. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's talk about that first, and then we'll get into the news part. Yeah, Fez so, is a fucking cheater, and it doesn't matter, because we still won. I was going to say, he cheated, I would say... From the first fucking question. This motherfucker was like, you know, like looking at the screen and like, you know how like when you can tell someone's guilty, like he's like squinting his eyes because he's trying to read some fucking tiny little Mm -hmm. caption on his screen. And and yeah, they think they're they're slick. We know Nick was the one who was the prompt prompter here. Yeah. Like, and Fess didn't know anything. (laughs) We're talking about a very smart individual from the Toyota Motor Company who does some pretty cool shit in his day-to-day job. And he couldn't figure out some really simple fucking questions about automobiles. Now, granted, I fucked up with the fit thing. But other than that, I mean, there were... Okay, the thing also was... Listen, this was a trial run. All right. It was fun it though. I mean, I think I it was a, a good yeah, I think it was a good like trial run for sure. And and Jim was there to to be Fez's partner. Jim's also a very smart motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All right. They both they couldn't figure that shit out. I, I just it blew me away. And and also, I mean, like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but like <laughs> I have a lot of information about literally nothing stored in this melon of no, mine. Trivia god over here. Dude. Yeah. It, it's just weird how the brain works but yeah we had a great time thank you for having us on there and check out the podcast and i think there's a video now of it so you can watch me yeah, my nose as we do it and it, it was a really good time i love yeah. trivia if i could make any suggestions for the next time it's fez needs to have his hands tied or duct taped to something so he can't touch the mouse or keyboard mm-hmm. and the questions need to have some more thought because like like, there were some questions that were, like, you know, a thousand that were, like, the easiest fucking questions. And then, like, there was ones for, like, 50. Yeah, a hundred that were, like, yo, what the shit? Yeah. So, but it was fun. It was a good time. I'm glad they, they invited us. And uh, yeah. we caught our first dub. So, you know, yeah. one for us. I'm not surprised, though. I kind of knew we were going in there. You know, they, they were all cocky, the fucking feet on the table. I don't, I don't think they realize, you know, we don't play. <laughs> Who they fuck with. Right? Yeah. We don't we don't play that shit. All right. <laughs> if we're if we're gonna waste our time and miss a week of our podcast, it's gonna be to fuck them up. Right. And exactly. you know, I sat there the the day before on Wikipedia just reading as much random fucking information about dumbass cars as I could. Yeah. Paid off. It paid off. Exactly. Paid off. So that was fun. Thank you for having us. Hopefully we'll do it again. Yeah. And then I guess the major news in F1, at least, was Lewis Hamilton that we all thought was a joke initially. It's yeah. hard to tell like any actual news from F1 because it's like 
I can't tell if it's a lie or it's or drama city just, over there. Right, right. It's just hard to navigate what's real and what's not real. So, all right. I, I so well, I was not expecting your, that. I was gonna say I was I was fortunate <laughs> enough to see your initial reaction in our Facebook group, <laughs> but I want to hear it from your point of view because it seemed like you had multiple different feelings of regret, <laughs> sadness, and anger all into one. Nah, not me. No, I'm just kidding. No, now I just need to buy a Ferrari. You know, you got to be on the same train. As no, a I know. <laughs> got to follow the black guy, right? I mean, I don't really know why <laughs> it happened. I can tell you why. Why is that? Tell me. Well, well, okay. I think the whole thing about this was my lifelong dream is bullshit. I'm going to call him the fuck out right now. That's bullshit. All right. He goes where the speed goes and i think that he goes i i mean the money i think is is a bonus right right it's, not, it's it's something he's thinking about but i think i think he's looking at his career mm-hmm. he is in the twilight of his career meaning he doesn't have much time left i i'd give it four years five years tops right to be at an elite level meaning he can still win and he's looking at Mercedes last couple years. He's looking at the cars. He's looking at what they're doing next year and the you know the future. And he's probably thinking like, well, I I don't see a championship in my future. Right. I need to beat Schumacher. And what a what what a there there couldn't be a better way for him to beat his record than in a Ferrari. <laughs> and Ferrari has a fast car. I think they always tend to have fast cars. They just make some questionable decisions during the race, outside of the race, that I still don't understand sometimes. But I think if they can clean that up, I think there really is a fast team there that that could win a championship. And I think he's just looking at it as like, listen, I only got a couple years left. Fuck it. I'm going to try something new. Mercedes, you had your chance. You fucked me over last year. I'll give you one more. So I think that's what happened. And, And then there's the, you know, God knows what he's getting paid, but I'm sure that also I think it was like hundred million or something like that. Yeah, so that helped sweeten the yeah. deal. And and furthermore, Mercedes is probably looking at this, you know, their younger drivers and not giving as much attention to Hamilton. And I think when Hamilton goes to Ferrari, they're gonna give all the attention to Hamilton. And that's what he wants. Right. And I just feel like it's it makes it real awkward for that season because, like, you know he's leaving. And oh, yeah. You have the questions, like, well, is he actually going to give it his all or is he going to favor, like, one team over the other? Well, I think... So I think strange. If, I think if his car... I think if the Mercedes is a winning car, he's going to do all he can to win a championship in it. I mean, why the fuck does it matter, right? He's already leaving. Might as well just give it all he has. If it's what he's driving the last few years, which is a toaster on wheels, then he's not going to give a fuck. He's going to just sit back, do what he did last year, you know, make these incredible speeches after a race. Oh, great work, team. Thank you to everybody. We'll get him next week. You know, <laughs> P11. And, and I think he, I, I just can't see him really... I don't know. I it's still it's still a shock, but at the same time, I understand why he's doing it. Right. How so. do you feel that Carlos Sands feels right now? Signs. Signs. Yeah. Signs. Sands. Signs. Sands. 
Carlos Sands, like Comic Sands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do I feel about it? Well, if I were in his shoes, I, I'd start looking at other alternatives here. I'd start looking at the Mercedes seat that's open. I'd start looking at any fucking seat that's open. Well, isn't Mick Schumacher like the backup Mercedes driver right now? Mickey Mouse is never going to be back in Formula One in this. Damn. Thing. He's just not what his father was. I, 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 I'm sure he's a nice lad. To try? No, because they no. got that 17-year-old ready to go. And uh, what, if it's not him, and if it's not him that gets the seat, I have, I have a sneaky suspicion who it will be. I think it's go Alonso. Ahead, make your prediction. I think Alonzo's going to fucking ditch Aston. Alonzo's old ass? That motherfucker's yep. old. Dude, he might what be old. He be? He'll be 44. Oh, damn. I'll tell you something, though. That man can drive. Still, oh, I know he can he's drive. had a peak because he got podiums in a car that really shouldn't have gotten podiums. And the Aston? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Mercedes is looking at it as in like, well, that's a good replacement for Hamilton. Well, they need and really a support for Russell at this point because I, I feel know. like Russell's going to be their number one, right? I mean, that would make sense. I don't know. I don't. The jury's out on that one. The jury's out still. Because I don't think Alonzo would be number one if they want someone to grow into Mercedes more, you know? Unless they aren't going to plan on on keeping Russell. Well, Alonzo, they'll probably get like two or three years, maybe. I mean, Alonzo's talking about... Alonzo's talking about how, you know, if if he plays his cards right, he's going to be driving into his 50s. Good Lord. Like, the fact that he can still be elite at that that age is nuts. Does he have a family? Nope. That's, that's why. why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got no <laughs> wife, no children. Motherfucker focuses on himself. Yeah. Uh, all right. So so here, here's what I'm thinking. Alonso goes to Mercedes. Albin goes to Red Bull. Perez retires. Okay. Mm-hmm. Follow me. Yeah. Ricardo stays. Sonoda stays. Signs goes to Williams with Albin seat. Mm-hmm. And for Aston Martin, I think I don't know. I think it'll be someone new. I think it'll be a new upcoming. Do you think or Perez based to Aston or something? You think the owner's kid's gonna continue to do F1? I have no fucking clue. I'd assume so. Yeah. The only reason he's in it. He was doing good at the very end of the season. Too little, too late, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, that's my silly season drama thoughts. for twenty twenty five. I know we still got a whole season of shenanigans, right? And we didn't even talk about the whole Andretti thing. Yeah, I'm too. I'm fucking I'm pissed about that. Yeah, I'm so, salty. Can, can you walk me through why? Is it just because mm-hmm. like? They F1 thought that they didn't bring enough to the table to I think there's a being in there. I think there's a combination. I think there's a combination. I think for whatever reason, excuse me, for whatever reason, F1 seems to think that Andretti and GM don't have enough merit to warrant them an 11th spot on the grid. Additionally. They also have to look at the money, and they think that it's they're not going to bring any money into the sport, which I guess 
and and GM wouldn't be making their own powertrains until 2028. So, you know, but that being said, you need you need to let new people into the sport. You need to let another big manufacturer give it a shot. And and Andretti is one of the most winningest race teams in America. Yeah. And and I think it's a real shame and you know both sides to it. I get, you know, F1 is trying to preserve its image or whatever the fuck, you know, they're saying, but for me, I'm just thinking like you guys have been touting to try to break into the American market for how many years? You know, you put on all these races in America, you, you know, you got Drive to Survive and all this stuff. Mhm. And now you've got the fans. Right. And you shot them all in the fucking back. And yeah. everybody who is American and isn't like, I don't know, I would say it's like we wish Haas was, right? I mean, Haas is an American team technically, but I don't know. They don't seem particularly American these days. So it would be nice to see GM out there with Andretti. I would have loved to see that Cadillac. Right. But maybe next year. I think they made a huge, you know, really big foobar on this yeah, one. Yeah, and of course, as soon as that launched, the next day is when Lewis thing dropped. Yeah, and I and then almost... Everyone stopped, everyone stopped talking about it. Yeah, I almost want to say that that was almost planned. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, whatever. What can we do? It's not my choice. Yeah, we can't do anything about it. NASCAR, Daytona 500s this weekend, and they came out with sort of a drive to survive variant for NASCAR. Corey and I watched the series, it's like four or five episodes, and it takes place in the last championship rounds of NASCAR. Hmm. God, I'm tired tonight. I'm sorry. And, you know, the thing about NASCAR is a lot of people have this sort of old you know this old way of thinking of what nascar is mm -hmm. and how it how it works right it's like you know it's the good old boys racing around in an oval and you know beer and red meat yep i would i would argue and say that nascar is so much more than that from a technical standpoint from a driver mm -hmm. standpoint and from a fan standpoint the hard part is and this is most motorsports it's hard to get into it when you don't know how it works the show does really well is it breaks down how the final rounds of the championship work and it is complicated but once you understand it, it makes the racing so much more interesting like any right. sport right, right and like Corey never understood it we were watching it and she's like holy shit i've been wanting to know about this for years and i never understood like why is he out? Why does he need to get these points? Didn't mm -hmm. he want to race last weekend? How is he already gone? So, you know, once they you understand how it works, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. And I think the show does a great job painting a picture on a lot of these younger drivers and older drivers um, on how much work and effort they go into to get ready for these races, how much they've sacrificed in their day-to-day -day lives. And 
it's just really interesting to see that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I feel like Drive to Survive set the benchmark for that, uh, just because of the drama and it was always interesting, and they brought a new audience. So now every other racing organization is probably trying to capitalize on that. NASCAR being obviously the biggest thing here. Do you think Indy is going to try to do that as well? India. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, what the fuck? Uh, Indy's actually really cool racing. Yeah. I feel like IMSA was super popular this year. More so than any other year. So maybe it would be just... it would be very hard, I feel like, to do an IMSA show purely because it is so much shit going on. Not only that, but it's still a, a, a you know a barrier of entry right. is it's different than NASCAR where like you have charters and you have to buy, you know, a seat to get onto the, you know, the NASCAR grid. Whereas IMSA, you can just pretty much buy any race car, get right. your license and go out there. Right. A lot of privateers, a lot of privateers, a lot of yeah. like doctors, buy and drive, like arrive and drive, whatever it's called. Right, right, right. You're just paying for a seat and you're going. So, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? No. But it would be hard to make a compelling case for a Netflix series based off of just a regular doctor. Right, know? right. I mean, I guess it could be interesting, but it would be tough. And also, IMS has so many, you know, short races. Yeah. It's just tough. I think they could do Daytona and like the bigger yeah. stuff, but. Yeah, maybe I just I just felt maybe because there was more coverage on Instagram and all this stuff of like the 24 hours of Daytona. Like this year more than more so than any other year. At least I've seen more people pay attention to it. But I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just seeing I, it on my I mean, I've always I've always loved IMSA. Yeah. And that race, the 24 hours of Daytona is always super special. Because it is like the first glimpse of the motorsports, you know, 2024. Yeah. So I always love watching it. But that being said, I don't know. It would be tough. To, I, guess, I guess you could do like the championship. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a television producer. And honestly, you can make like a docu-series like for that race alone, like day one, day two. Yeah. And that'd be it. But yeah, I, I think I'm think sure there's plenty are, of drama because I mean there's so much shit happening, especially oh, like for the sure. first hour. People are wrecking each other twenty four seven. Well, I think that's another thing that NASCAR has in it, which is always drama. There's always oh, yeah. drama in NASCAR because half of the racing is just bumping the other guy out of the way, you know? Especially on right. short tracks. And when, you know, the pressure is on to get into that last four. You're going to do what you need to do to get in there or try to. Right. So, yeah, like the show. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, what is it called? Something, something. Was it NASCAR? Around the circle or NASCAR? Around the circle, turn left, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I will let you know. It is called. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, what the fuck? It's not called <laughs> Crew. No, it's fine. It just literally just type in NASCAR on Netflix and it'll pop up. It's called Full Speed, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, that works. 
Full speed sounds right. NASCAR full speed. That's what it's... Uh, that's such a fucking... Yeah, they could have thought of something not, a little bit better than that. That's a cop-out of a fucking name. Yeah. I, I think they could have been like, you know... Drive to Survive, they could have been like, you know... Do you think it's the same people that shoot for Drive to Survive? I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, you know... A few like a of the people, yeah, it's probably like certain teams of directors that 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 go around with cameras, and I'm sure they work on both. Honestly, they should have just said "Drive to Survive" like NASCAR, yeah, and then "Drive yeah, yeah. to Survive F1," yeah, right. That'd just be way easier. I agree. I agree, and and it would make it more popular because you'd be like, "Oh, I just finished this season. I'll just try the NASCAR one now." Exactly. And and those both dumb motherfuckers—they just need to hire us. Yeah, I know. You know what? Netflix. I'll take. You're listening I'll to this. take my commission of a hundred thousand dollars. Y'all are gonna make it back in one episode. It's all. It's all good. What would you call it? What would your name be if you had to rename the Netflix NASCAR series? Yeah, I'm. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking about my money. I feel like it should be, you know. Left turns only, you know, unlike our fucking uh, political views. I don't know. I mean, I don't fucking know. No, you can't. That's too long. <laughs> too long. Cool. Well, yeah, I need to actually, I, I watched the first episode. What do you think of Michael Jordan in Bubble Wallace and that, you know, 23? Eh, whatever. I don't really watch NASCAR, so I don't really care. But I know them. Yeah, obviously, you know, it's ingrained. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like call you out on that, but yeah, because I'm black. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it, bro. I get it. No, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't watch that shit. So NASCAR, I, I, I isn't interesting. Recommend. I highly recommend you try to watch at least one race. And if you're gonna watch one, the Daytona 500 is quite an enjoyable race because it is the Super Bowl of NASCAR, and it's the first race, and it's also like. Restrictor plate racing, I don't even know if they use restrictor plates anymore, but that's what they call it, is really fun to watch because they're going 200 miles an hour bumper to bumper. So I don't mind watching it, but I want to watch it at the very end. Oh, you're that. Yeah, I understand. And it's just interesting. Like, I mean, I mean, the problem is, is like, it's what, 500 laps? Yep. So... No, no, no. It's it's five hundred miles. It's probably three hundred something laps. Okay, so three hundred laps, right? So I don't know. The first, you know, twenty thirty laps is probably really really close racing, but outside of that, it's like, you know, the monotonous is just the same shit over and over and over. And obviously, you have pit stops, which is cool, but like. F1 at least is like they're going around curves or, you know, they're doing this they're doing that. There's a turn. The right, left, right, left. NASCAR does have road courses. I, I will they say they do that. have road courses, but that is not a road course. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to tell you one of my, one of the most fun experiences I've ever had in my life. It's probably going to a one in person. NASCAR at Watkins Glen was just insane yeah um there is and i'm very certain i've talked about this before but there's very little that comes close to 40 basically straight piped v8s mm -hmm. flying down that 
front stretch at Watkins right. Glen. The it is it shakes to the ground. It is so loud you can feel everything through your body. It unbelievable experience. The racing is crazy, you know. And you've driven Watkins Glen, so you know how in the nuts so that track is. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, is with NASCAR, it's like some of the drivers are really good at racing yeah. on the street. Some of them are not really good. So like it's really funny to watch the not so good people attempting to turn right. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Do they run the bus stop? Yeah, they run the bus stop. They okay. don't run the boot. Okay. They, okay. they, they run the shoot, which is okay. the shortened version. They get rid right. of the whole boot at the end because those cars really can't handle. Right. Yes. Another that tight. It would right. be a really boring, long lap. Right. Right. I mean, I don't think it'd be that boring, but it'd be a lot of, I think it'd be more interesting to watch, but I don't think how how it would be to drive that car on like the the shoot stuff. is is way cooler because they get going really fast right you know around that corner so the track is still fucking awesome they do that I think they do Sonoma which is also a great track um they do Charlotte Roval yep they do the Chicago Street Race which was unreal to watch I was like hosted well you know in what uh what grid life like grid life yeah. is a part of yeah, that yeah yeah and then they that. did they used to do road america which i'm sad mm-hmm. they don't do anymore um that's a crazy track um, is it because the surface is ass no i think they just i don't know i, I don't know i really don't know hmm. yeah street races are really cool to watch so excited for chicago next year that was wild experience and an australian one i'm pretty sure so australian huh yeah first nascar race ever he won yeah is that where like the american what v8 supercars v8 supercars yeah and then jumped in an ass car and just fucked everyone up well v8 supercars are fucking sick yeah well that you know nascar the the new cars Mm -hmm. the ones that you see in like modern day are just modified chassis of v8 supercars hmm. they use the same style you know with the sequential and um the suspension i think is very similar and the wheels you know it's single lug but v8 it's just the v8 supercar just hits different there's more arrow that's for sure yeah i don't um, know maybe because it looks more like a car like a real yeah. car, yeah. That's yeah, probably yeah. it. I, I mean, I love V8 supercars. I, I I love watching the highlights when they're just they're so like the racing is just nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you watch Bathurst. Oh my gosh! Right. Yeah, they're that, like door to door all the time. Yeah, pretty well. So, but um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch Daytona 500. The the one thing I will say as well about NASCAR that I'm I was talking to Corey about this. They're, they're going through a little bit of an identity crisis, and I think that's what this show is really trying to do, is to try to bring in the younger crowd, because the older crowd is aging out, right? Right. But I'm, I'm at this point in watching NASCAR where it's hard for me to fall in love with these new drivers. They're very cookie-cutter, you know... There's they definitely nothing... don't have the name recognition that the older drivers That's do. what I mean. Like, like I was... Who the fuck 
a NASCAR driver was. Yeah. Like I used to be the biggest Jeff Gordon fan. Like that was my driver. Right. And like when he retired, I tried to find another driver that would, you know, I would enjoy that I would root for. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, I struggle. I really struggle to, I wouldn't say, you know, understand the driver or, you know, have a mutual understanding, meaning like I can relate to him, but mm-hmm. I just don't, I, you, you don't get any sort of theatrics. They don't really, uh, a story. So what you get is you just get these drivers with names yeah. and they're really good and they're, they're extremely competent and, and unbelievably fast, but they don't have any, I don't know. They're just Zazz. not interesting. Yeah, there's nothing uh, special. And, and I start to forget their names because they all look the same. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, because like... No, they're young, short, <laughs> you know, extremely fit NASCAR drivers. They all... Yeah. yeah. And a big thing with like, what you said, Jeff Gordon? Is that what you yeah. Said? Yeah, I mean, everyone knew his car too. Like that color yeah. scheme, everyone knew that. Like that rainbow yeah. color. Yeah, I mean... Listen, Everyone. if if Acuity can create a rap that everybody knows, then a, a NASCAR team should be able to fucking figure this one out. Right. And the the newest cars that are out there, they're just boring. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no, maybe a few, maybe there's a few cars out there that I'm like, oh, that's cool. But like, you know, you put on a NASCAR race from 20 years ago, like 2005. The car lineup, like the drivers, I mean, you had like Dale Jr., Tony Stewart, you know, Kevin Harvick just retired. He was a driver that I liked. And and now that generation's all gone. And I think with that, the magic of wanting to know and, and feel for these drivers is kind of gone. And that's why I think NASCAR is making this Netflix series, because it is very hard to follow a race team or a driver when you don't understand the first half of who they are. Right. So, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's my feeling about this whole thing. Also, Mercedes dropped uh, their livery tomorrow. Let me guess, silver or black? <laughs> that seems to be the, the color scheme for every single. Oh, God. Yeah. We, we laugh about how NASCARs look bad, but oh, my fucking yeah. God. That Formula this One year isn't that looking that great. What is the RB Cash App Red Bull uh, gift card? Uh, something yeah, or other. Honestly, they have probably one of the better liveries. As, well, as they are. Theirs looks like the old um, Toro Bull? Rosso cars. Oh, okay, yeah. But like Haas, Alpine, boring, boring. Williams, they all have that carbon fiber like you know we're too poor we can't fucking put paint on the car or, or right, it's too right. fat it's too it's, yeah, um, it's too heavy mclaren it just seems to me like they really just were like oh no one's gonna notice it's like oh my gosh no yeah exactly we notice so like well this actually goes into a good turning point because i can talk a little bit about my car situation Okay. Um, so I posted a few photos on my Instagram, if you didn't know, but the wrap is gone or, or mostly gone. I haven't taken all of it off mm-hmm. yet. Um, we did a unwrapping party <laughs> as we called, uh, a couple weeks ago and it, it was a fucking pain in the ass. I'll tell you. Um, 
Heat is your friend. But it also or Steam. You know, Steam, Steam, helps, so. Steam works too. Another thing I will say is I think the material has a lot to do with it. I don't know if it's because the wrap is old. I mean, it's only three years old. I mean, I wouldn't call that ancient, but some areas were just really hard to get off and other areas were just really quite simple. So yeah, if you're going to do it, make sure to bring some beers and some friends and don't get your nails done right before because they're going to get absolutely destroyed. Yeah. And yeah. So did that. How, how much <laughs> residue was left over on the paint? Not, not much. Um, there's some, uh, the most was on like the unfinished part. The painted parts, though, like the, the bumpers and stuff, they were all relatively fine. Oh, that's um, not bad. So, yeah, I mean, it was not, not that big of a deal. But I'm looking forward to what's next, which... you dropping the car off. For the wrap? Yeah. Uh, I, that is an undetermined situation. I, I'm hoping it'll be done in March time. That would be like my absolute... You know, that, that would be my goal and yeah. my dream. But, you know, if it doesn't get done then, then I guess it's going to get done after CMP. I don't know. I don't know. So okay. it, it has to get done in March. That's what I'm saying. Right. Because you have to have it ready for CMP. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. It'll be good. But, uh, yeah, working along on that stuff. Had to buy a new bumper and grill because... You know, taking the the wrap off, I started to really uncover how <laughs> some of the body pieces of this car really just fucking fell apart. So, right. You know, at fix least now you have a spares if need be. Yeah, yeah. I hope I don't need spares, but right. Yeah, yeah. So new bumper, new sides. Um, because one of the side skirts fell off a while back. <clears throat> is really in rough shape. So right. It's yeah. good to hear. Well, so I mean, working on that. I think that is all I have for now. Yeah, yeah, about it. Yeah, and, and I'll wrap this up with with what's going on with my car. So I got the brake fluid changed. Uh, I just did RB six sixty, RBF six sixty, um, and did a rear diff fluid change. Other than that, the car is ready to go. I might do an oil change before the SCCA event, but I probably won't. I will do it before CMP, though. But, uh, oh, my AO52s came in. Noise. Um, Got to put those on. And then I'm dropping the car at the end of next week to get wrapped. And it should be done by the first week of March. And then I'm ready for, ready for the first. Uh, VIR, March 9th through 10th, SCCA Nats. Um, so if anyone's local to, or close to VIR, they're also doing on the 9th, Drivers Motorsports, Japanese, like their open house. So all like the JDM cars come. You're going to uh, go? So, huh? You're going to go to that? I mean, is that, is literally at the same, like, like, uh, same place. Like, oh, is that VIR cool. in the paddock as well? Got it, got it. Yeah, so it's both um, of them happen at the same time. How many events do you go in between oil changes? Two. I try to do two. Okay. That's where I'm at, too. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, yeah, I I will say, Sometimes I feel like... three, but 
two mostly. Yeah. I really want to say that, and I'm not trying to plug anything, but I, I want to say that changing your oil frequently is partially the reason why my motor has stayed together for right. the most part. I, 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 and, and, you know, a lot of people want to say, oh, but, you know, I do lab, you know, results and it says it comes back totally fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it does, but like, I'm just thinking, like, all the time when I'm driving, I'm thinking, like, this fucking oil has been the hottest of hot and the coldest of cold so many right. times. How can it not break down, no yeah. matter how good the oil is? And, and I like to think I run pretty good oil, Motul 5W40-300V. Definitely recommend it. It's expensive, but it's awesome. And I also run the brake fluid. But that being I really do. I'm the strong believer as well that it's you should change your oil, especially if you're driving the car a lot, like even like right. off the on the street, at least every two or three events. Um, and you know, I hear people being like, "Oh, I, I change it once a season." I'm like, "Are you out of your goddamn mind?" <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck. Um, how much? How, how often do you change your brake fluid? I do it. I try to do it probably every two events as well. I do it. I do it with the oil. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I am, I think, I think for me, it's a little bit of also a measure to check all of the lines while I'm at it. You know, it's also a reason to go in there and, and, and check things. But, but even though, but, but it all started actually because the factory brake setup on the type R, I would just fucking go through fluid. It would just boil or get black Mm -hmm. and, and it was just feel like shit after two events anyways so i would have to change it no matter what and then i just kind of kept that routine and yeah. i kind of make sure i have enough fluid for that amount um transmission fluid i do it every four events yeah or three I, or four events depending on how many events i'm doing i'm gonna do three i think three or four so yeah i, um, I try to do at least once a season for the well you have an stuff. automatic that's different right right, right. um I can I can literally feel when that oil that transmission fluid starts to Well, I will say my trans tip is is when is the only thing that does get hot like on this car. Like it's always a trans. Like that will get hot faster than anything else. Is there else coolers? Car. Can you get a cooler? Yeah, I mean, there is a trans cool uh at the bottom at the front of the car. And um, you already that's an aftermarket thing you put in? No, that's stock. Can you put a bigger cooler? Uh it won't be bigger more efficient i guess i guess it would technically be bigger but yeah i mean that's something i'm going to i'm gonna upgrade all the coolers because i'm probably gonna like me now. anyway with all the aero and stuff i just didn't want to do that until i actually needed it like i can still do you know unless it's like unbearably hot i can do 30 30 minute session without issue it's fucking as wild, it sits dude. now so there's really no need for me to upgrade until I'm like at that power level where I'm like, oh, I'm just getting hot. I, I feel, yeah, I Every, get what you mean. You know, you could, you know, like messing with the OEM systems, like people think that putting aftermarket coolers is the end all be all every, every single time. In most situations, I feel like it kind of makes it worse on oh, certain you know, uh, aspects. From, from taking it from, you know, I have, done far too much research into this cooling shit right. um i think there there is something to be said about aftermarket coolers right like especially if it's a 
cheap plastic, you know, end tanked mm-hmm. fucking radiator or, or an oil cooler or whatever, you should replace that anyways because plastic just burns up. It just right. gets hot and cracks. Like the Type R didn't come with an oil cooler, so I added that. Right. You know, are there better ones than others? I'm sure there are, but they all do the same job for the most part. Um, but like for that car, the big thing it needs is more fluid. It needs a, mm-hmm. more of it. So adding the radiators inherently just gives it more coolant and that cools it off because it's not getting so hot. Right. So that makes all the difference in these cars um, to, to circumvent the just inherent flaw of the design of the chassis, which mm-hmm. is that the fucking water lines run next to the turbo. Right. The intake manifold is on top of the turbo, so it heats up. The you know, the, it just is a bad design. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have an aftermarket radiator and an aftermarket uh, intercooler and oil. Co- I mean, everything is bigger, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't call it like crazy big. I, I used to run. Um, there's two types of intercoolers. So now I'm getting really fucking nerdy. There's tube and fin, and then there's what's the other one? Fuck. Hold on a second. Types of intercooler so uh there's tube and fin and then you find the other one i'm trying to find the other one bar and plate that's the other one tube and fin is more designed like what actually comes out of the factory which a lot of the ones that you buy aftermarket are bar and plate meaning there's plates on the side, I'm assuming, and then bars that go through the middle, and that's where the fins connect to. Right. Um, those tend to be really large. They have large volume, but they're not as efficient at radiating the heat. And once you get heat soak, it's always heat soaked, no matter what. It's, it doesn't have enough ability to radiate the heat to stay not heat soaked. Yeah. So with a with a tube and fin. The faster you go, in theory, the more air that's going through it, the cooler it stays. It mm-hmm. just is more efficient. But they tend to be way more expensive. So I have a tube and fin style intercooler. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the radiator is also a much uh, design. Forget. Uh, PWR is who I use right. for those two. And then I have an HKS oil cooler, which is my second one. The first one died. So. Always check your oil cooler lines, people. They always Honestly, like to fuck up. Yeah. Those, that's mean, like the worst fucking part on any aftermarket system. Honestly, checking any line. Like before CMP, I'm going to change my studs on the, like the wheel studs. Like I did the wheel stud conversion, but you know, that has a shelf life, especially as many times as you take on and off the, the lug nut over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? So. I need to replace that before CMP. Uh, it should be fine. I'm going to make sure everything's torqued down uh, before CMP, or not CMP, but VIR, but CMP, I'm going to get new ones. Have you started to run into shelf life of big components? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That That's something I started to run into. Obviously, the transmission was the big one. Right. Um, you and haven't I'm, been tracking this car longer than mine, though. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. I was actually kind of proud of that moment because that means I've really taken that car beyond its its limit. Right. 
Um, but um, for me, the things I'm noticing are wheels, right? Mm-hmm. Last year, I went through a set of Titan 7s. And I'm not talking shit about Titan 7 at all because I bought another set of their wheels immediately after. They're fantastic. They yeah, I run take them. abuse. Um, and, and they're well-priced. And the people who work there are really nice. So yeah. I'm not, not talk- mocking it. But a lot of people think wheels last forever. They don't, nope. especially on the track. With all that heating and cooling, just like I was talking about earlier, my wheels all cracked. Yeah. All of them. They had spider cracks, hairline cracks. And I also check my wheels, like cleaning and checking your wheels after every That's event. something you should always yeah, do. Always. And do. I try to do it. Yeah. But this time I've forgotten. And yeah, could have been really bad. So your wheels probably, I think I got three years out of that set of wheels. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with that. And I also feel like, when you have a really bad off or you hit a bump, that lowers the lifespan of the wheels significantly. Oh, sure. And yeah, I think and those wheels I went off really bad with. And yeah, I think that is what caused it. New Jersey, it, uh, not New Jersey, New Hampshire Motor Speedway, I hit the worst fucking bump going on to the, the straightaway. Right. All those fucking NASCARs that destroyed it. That's what <laughs> and it also depends on your uh, tire size that you're running and oh yeah yeah and, I mean there's all variables but all I'm saying is just check your wheels oh for sure yeah always check your wheels I mean I think the scary part that I'm worried about is the set of wheels that I have Titan Seven doesn't make them anymore mm. they were a rare offset that they made very briefly for track people right. And when these inevitably die, it's going to be tough to find another set. So I'm going to have to start searching the fucking interwebs again to buy another. Um, that's on my list of things I got to start doing again, because I don't know where the hell. I mean, hopefully they make another you know, batch of them, but it's unlikely. Right. I mean, like, worst case scenario, uh, there are other manufacturers mm-hmm. that you can reach out to. That probably have similar spec, if necessary, of course. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But, but all right, all right. Well, that's a pod. That's definitely a pod. Yeah. So we will see you guys back here, uh, hopefully next week, if not the following week. We're we're semi. Uh, we're we're semi. We're on bi week schedule. Yeah, we're well, we're whatever the fuck we want to be. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> like I said, we don't play shit. Right, right. We we have jobs and lives. So. Yep. But all right. Well, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.